0: You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. The effort it takes to express emotions at work has been spotlighted by new Australian research. I'm Health Editor Dallas Bastian and I'm joined by Anya Johnson from the University of Sydney to discuss this emotional labour and her recent research. Welcome, Anya. Hi. Why did you decide to look into the area of emotional labour and why is this something that healthcare businesses and workers should be aware of?
1: Well, we were interested in uh, the area of, of emotions out in the workplace and it's an area that really is not given a lot of thought or, or attention in, in many workplaces and yet it's the basis of a lot of what we do at work um, and particularly for nurses and other healthcare professionals. It's often a, a core part of, of what they do and how they provide their patient care. So using your emotions and um, expressing emotions is, is a really core part of being a nurse. And so we were interested in the effects of managing your emotions and, and the, the kinds of outcomes that come from uh, managing emotions for the workplace.
0: You've said there are broadly two ways in which people can approach their emotional labor. What are these two areas and what impact can each have on work outcomes and staff exhaustion?
1: Well, it's it, it, in the vast majority of cases when we're at work and we're there because we're passionate about our work and we really care about about patient care, and that's certainly been my experience with working with nurses um, throughout New South Wales. Um, but what we also know is that you can't often you can't, you don't feel the emotions that you know you should feel. So being caring, being compassionate, being positive and supportive, and there are times when you don't feel that on the inside, um, and it could be a response to a patient who's lashed out at you or is perhaps drug affected and you may be feeling very angry. So one approach to dealing with that uh, emotion that you know you can't express um, is to try and hide it and to um, try and uh, put on a mask almost to, to prevent yourself from showing the emotion you're feeling but knowing that that's an emotion you can't express in the workplace and that won't be helpful for that patient um, and we call that surface acting. And that broadly means that you're keeping the emotion that you have, but you're trying to cover it up by um, either trying to put on a positive face or or put on expressions um, that aren't as sincere as you'd like them to be. And in our experience, in our research, what that suggests is that while you can do that in the short term, if you do that as a strategy over the long term, and if you find yourself continuing to do that, that that's the kind of strategy that can have some really negative effects long term. a more, another way of, of dealing with that situation is to try and take a few, a f- a few moments to think about the emotion that you're ex- experiencing and try to place yourself in, another, in the other person's shoes and think about why they might be lashing out, what the situation is for them, and how this context might be influencing their behavior. Um, and we call that deep acting. It, and it's about trying to take another perspective or another person's perspective, trying to understand where those emotions are coming from, and then trying to realign your own ex, ex, feelings, if you like, so that you are actually um, displaying the emotions that you know are important for that role. So those are the, broadly the two types of strategies that that, um, that nurses or other healthcare professionals um, use in the workplace. Um, and in our research, what we found is that while deep acting, um, that, that sort of slower trying to realign your feelings um, takes a little longer and is effortful, uh, it has much better outcomes. It has better outcomes for patients, but more important, and as important importantly uh, it is better for nurses because when you do a lot of surface acting uh, you often f- you can start to feel um, that you are um, not being genuine, that you, um, and it's, it's very effortful to hold two different emotions at the same time. Um, and so over the long term, you start to get burnt out, you become emotionally exhausted, and you start to feel that you're not good at your job and that, that, that this is not the right job for you because you don't feel authentic in that role. Um, so it can have quite detrimental effects uh, on on nurses' well-being, uh, and we've also found it leads to things like turnover, people leave the profession, and they can also be taking more time out from work.
0: So So what uh, did you find in relation to that and and the way that uh, emotional labour affects uh, organisations as a whole?
1: Well, what we found is while it has obvious well-being outcomes um, for nurses and other health professionals, it also has consequences for organizations. So a lot of the time in organizations, there's not a lot of thought given to uh, the emotional um, labor within the job. And so there's maybe not as much attention paid to the risk factors around that in the way that we pay it to physical um, risk factors such as lifting and so on. Um, but it can have very big consequences because for any every person that leaves a job, there's a, a big cost in, in replacing them. For every person that takes two or three extra mental health days because they're just not coping or they're exhausted, um, then that again needs backfilling. And we found even in small organisations that can cost up to a hundred thousand a year just in terms of of, of maintaining um, the workforce uh, when people are exhausted like that. <laughs>
0: What can organisations look to do to minimise the negative impact emotional labour has has on individuals?
1: Well, there are a number of different ways, um, I think, that organisations can help to ameliorate um, the situation. Some of the hospitals that we've been working with, for example, are using, um, are specifically targeting um, some training and development around emotions and how, how nurses manage their emotions. Um, and this can be things like developing um, courses in, in mindfulness, so becoming more aware of emotions and, and more aware of the strategies that you use. Um, another important thing for organizations and for the teams and units that, that uh, health professionals work within is to create an environment that's safe and by that I mean emotionally safe uh, so that you can talk about and debrief and share Um, some of the experiences you're having without feeling that you'll be uh, looked down upon or frowned upon or or considered to be perhaps weak. Um, So it's very important that uh, there's a a climate, if you like, um, within the unit that that is safe for speaking out about these issues and, and a supportive climate around that. And it's also important that senior leaders within the organization actually model Good strategies for dealing with with um, with their emotions, because a lot of a lot of what leaders do is is carried over within units.
0: Thank you for joining me, Anya.
1: Pleasure.